For those of you with green thumbs, you'll dig this geo-quiz. We're on a quest to discover a flower. We start by going back in time to 1837. Place yourself in South America in what was then called British Guyana. We're in a boat sailing along the backwaters of one of the world's largest rivers. As we're paddling along, we come across these huge flowers growing in the still river basins. The leaves are huge and circular, strong enough to support the weight of a small child, in fact. They can extend to five, even seven feet across. The flowers are about 18 inches and usually white or bright pink. They smell like pineapples. Mmm, lovely. The original 19th century scientific name for this flower was Victoria Regia, in honor of Queen Victoria, and it became a symbol of the British Empire. So, can you name the flower? We'll trace its journey from South America to England in a few minutes. Back to the South American beauty that captured the imagination of Victorian England more than a century ago. We're talking about a flower now, the giant Amazon water lily, which is the answer to our geo-quiz. Tatiana Holway has written about how this flower found its way from its native Guyana to the heart of the British Empire during Queen Victoria's reign. Holway's book is called The Flower of Empire. Here is the author's description of the flower itself. It's a vast plant that grows in still river basins in the Amazon uh, and actually all over South America. The leaves are, it's a water lily, and and the leaves are five feet across at least, sometimes six, sometimes even seven. And that's what you Um, mean by vast. It is a big, big big, lily. Big, big, big lily. And the flower is about 18 inches when it blooms, and it blooms in first in white and then in shades of pink, darker and darker and darker, and has a beautiful smell of pineapples, very rich. Now, we've got pictures of the Amazonian water lily, uh, Victoria Regia, at our website, theworld.org. If we take ourselves back to the mid-19th century, um, no one in England had seen a flower quite like this. It was discovered by German naturalist Robert Schomburg, who was on an expedition for the Royal Geographical Society. And let's be clear, this is a scientific expedition, but it's also about empire building too, right? Absolutely. Guyana is where where the British Empire began in some ways. Uh, That's where Raleigh went looking for El Dorado. And, of course, he didn't find it, but he came back with such stories of of the riches of this new world that Britain wanted to, to get a hold of it. Uh, so the Royal Geographical Society, which actually started as the Raleigh Club, asked this guy, Robert Schomburg, who was a surveyor and was based near there, to go map Terra Incognita. And it was just by chance that he stumbled on this flower. And then a, a picture of it kind of takes off in Victorian England. It wasn't just taking off. I mean, the whole country went gaga for it. They sure did. And it was a matter of just perfect timing, all the conditions coming together for a perfect storm. First of all, in Britain already, flowers were were a craze. And at the same time that Britain is expanding its empire and expanding its explorations, it's also discovering new flowers all the time. And so these are appearing in the press with lots and lots of fanfare, and everybody's getting excited about the petunia. I mean, there's nothing more more amazing than than, than this petunia or the begonia. Um, so already the conditions are promising for a flower like this. Add the fact of where it was discovered, Guiana, and then the timing. That's the key. This was 1837. It was discovered when Victoria was a princess still. And in the six weeks between the time 
that the news of the discovery left Guyana and arrived in London, Victoria had become queen. Then they discover it's a new genus. Then they call it Victoria Regia. And there we are, the perfect storm. Now, there's another beat to this story, which is really interesting. Um, This flower, Victoria Regia, actually prompted the construction of Crystal Palace in London. This is 1851. It was all glass. Um, It was the largest building ever built. Uh, It was 18 acres. It was built for the Great Exhibition of Industry of 1851. And it was temporary. It was taken down after a year. And the design was based on the structure of the leaf, of the water lily. Ex- explain that. I mean, how do you take a, <laughs> this kind of thing that grows in nature and it, it becomes kind of the, the, the basis for a building? Uh, well, as the architect himself put it, Joseph Paxton, nature was the engineer. Um, that's a bit of an oversimplification, but he is also the one who brought the lily to bloom for the first time in Britain. And having done so, The lily was getting bigger and bigger under his care, so he built for Victoria Regia a special new Victoria Regia house. And he had a breakthrough in design based on on the lily leaf, which can support quite a bit of weight Mm. on the water. Uh, So thinking along those lines, he figured out a way to have a roof, a wide horizontal expanse with minimal vertical supports. And that was the big design breakthrough in the Slilly House, which was quite small. But when it came to the Crystal Palace, it was just many, many, many of those lily houses all joined together. So you, you see then, a, you must see a, a direct link between the discovery of this flower, the enthusiasm in England for it, and then kind of, I mean, buildings that have gone up here in the United States, glass buildings, this whole kind of architectural kind of fad, really, that's been going on since the 50s. Absolutely. And and even before, museums, malls, all those things, they all, they all come from the Crystal Palace in many ways. Um, so if you follow the line of reasoning that the Crystal Palace arose from the water lily and that modernity, in a way, arose from the Crystal Palace, then you can kind of say that modernity started in a swamp. That's incredible. <laughs> Tatiana Holway's new book is The Flower of Empire, an Amazonian water lily, the quest to make it bloom in the world it created. Again, you can view a slideshow at theworld.org. Tatiana, great to speak with you. Thanks a lot. Thank you. We also have a very neat time-lapse video of a blooming Amazon water lily at our website. It's from the popular BBC Nature series, The Private Life of Plants, narrated by David Attenborough. Again, that's at theworld.org.